Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 704, with Jason Berkowitz. You know it. We got a doubleheader. That's right. Be the best you that you can be. Show up the best version. Show up. Did you sleep? Are you dressed? Are you ready to go? Are you putting yourself in a position that you can then be of service to everybody else and be the shining beacon, the example? Remember, as a leader, you are the example. But it's so easy to fall off kilt, right? Did I not sleep enough? Did I stay out drinking a little too much? Am I a little under the weather? What's going on with this? So everything that you can do to be the best version of yourself, put your oxygen mask on first, then help others. Be the best you. Are you ready for it? it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a hospitality platform that empowers restaurants through their website. During these uncertain times in the industry, Bento Box is supporting restaurants through online ordering and gift cards. And Restaurant Unstoppable listeners get 50% off their setup fee. Get started today by visiting getbento.com slash unstoppable. For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365 a value of $5,000. Don Professional, it does more than just save greasy oil slicking ducks. It also happens to be the number one dish detergent found in almost every commercial kitchen with long-lasting suds that clean 58% more dishes per sink. To learn more, go to www.pgpro.com and experience the grease-fighting power of Don Professional Dishwashing Liquid. You can find Don Professional at Sam's Club or by visiting samsclub.com slash Professional. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you back on the show for a second time, <laughs> Jason Berkowitz. Jason, my man, are you still feeling unstoppable? Completely. <laughs> yes. yes. So Jason, really <laughs> yeah, Jason was just on the show. He was episode seven hundred and seven hundred and three. This is episode seven hundred and four. I highly recommend you go back and uh, listen to Jason's story. Uh, tons of knowledge dropped in that episode. It was a really great episode. But now we're here uh, with, with this back-to-back interviews to dive into Jason's book. Please do not sleep with the host or please don't sleep with the host and 49 other tips for managing a functional and profitable restaurant. We're going to cover 15 of these 50 tips. Uh, but first let me give you guys an idea of who Jason is. If you refuse to listen to the episode 703, which I highly recommend you do uh, Me rate <laughs> what's that? Me too. Right. Uh, raised in Cleveland, Ohio, Jason Berkowitz is the hospitality veteran dedicated to team development and operational excellence. Jason credits his psychology degree from Michael or wow, Michigan state university to, uh, for helping shape his unique approach to hospitality and team management. His career spans more than 40 restaurant openings from fast food to fine dining. He's held the 
number a number of posts, including VP of Operations for Umami Burger and COO for Takaya Organica. Organica. Still struggling with that for some reason. Uh, today, Jason. Once you try, you'll, right? You'll remember it forever. <laughs> today, Jason serves as CEO and founder of Arrow Up Training a stylized safety and anti-harassment training in supervisory coaching program for restaurants. Uh, Boom. B- before we dive in, like always, it's customary. It's a ritual here to get that inspirational, motivational ball rolling with a success quote or a mantra. What do you got for us? Well, because we have you put me on the spot for two today. <laughs> this one is to follow the book, Nice is the New Nice. Nice it's just is that the simple. New nice. nice is the What's New Nice. Always go back to nice, right? It's still, it's, I think what it means is I never even thought about this, perpetually cool. Perpetually cool. It's perpetually cool to be nice. The truth is, no matter where you go or whatnot, people are always helping out with nice people. People appreciate nice people. You can always just be nice to someone. Yeah. What's that restaurant uh, on the East Coast right now? Um, 11 Madison Park, they have their... Their fast casual concept, be nice. Oh, is or it? Made nice. Is oh, what it is. yeah, yeah. There made it nice. And their, their whole brain is centered around this mentality of nice is the new nice. I, I haven't really thought of it so clearly as it is. If, if it's the new, then it's just perpetually cool. Yes. But then again, cool don't call itself cool. There you go. <laughs> well, great way to get this thing started. What we're going to be doing today is covering 15 of the 50 tips covered in uh, Jason's book. Before we dive into that, why don't you just give us a little bit more of a background on the inspiration behind this book and what your intention with this book was? So... Over the years, growth, both uh, student and educator and all that, and mentor, I'd been given a lot of lessons. I'd been given some lessons, created a lot of lessons, passed them on. And in the least egotistical way, people were saying, these are Berkowisms, you know? You should really write this down. You should really, how do I remember this? Oh, can you write that down? I want to share that with somebody. And I thought about it, and I started to write it, and I actually wrote it a few years ago, even more than a few years ago, put it on the shelf for a little bit, um, and came out with it, titled it a long time ago, uh, put it on the shelf, came out with it, because again, I just found myself repeating a lot of these lessons. Yeah. And then people coming back to me saying it made a difference with them. And so the idea was, um, it's a thin reader, right? It's like... 60-ish pages. This is great. It's a great bathroom read, or it's also great for leveling a table. Yeah, it does work for leveling a table. <laughs> it looks funny when you posted a photo next to your other books that are quite thick. <laughs> so this is just an introductory handbook, whether you're your new veteran. What's funny is people have told me that it, it a lot of these lessons translate outside of restaurants. We're going to focus on some restaurant ones. But a lot of them come down to being a leader in an organization, really tailored towards a small within the four walls. You know, you, you've brought on guests, and we spoke a little bit last time on outside the four wall leadership. This is really within the four wall leadership, dealing with the struggles, the inconsistencies, the opportunities. And this is a handbook. Hand it to your friends. Hand it to a new manager. People have told me that they're they're making it required reading. And the idea is, I want this thing to like bubble and permeate. Yeah. People are buying copies, taking photos, and and sending me photos of them with a whiskey, watching it, or just with a whatever, sitting back. So that's what it's about. I want this to build from the industry for the industry. Yeah, I love it. And the way I just like I would describe this book. I mean, anybody anybody who's been in this in this wow. 
could tell I just had lunch. We just took a lunch break. A little, a little lunch break. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's in this industry has heard those like little isms, right? That that circulate that we hear. And this, from to me, it seems like you're just you're you're archiving all of your isms, all these little tips and tricks that you've compounded over the years. You decided to document them into one spot. Where did you settle on fifty for a reason, or was it just happenedly? Was it just nicely fifty that you came up with, or were you trying to keep it limited? To 50 I was trying to keep it limited because okay. you can keep going, and there's always the yeah. opportunity for volume two. Yeah. three and four but yeah and, and what was funny is i've talked to people been like oh, i went to school hospitality but i didn't learn this yeah you know so it's like all right here's, here's the street book here yeah and it's written to be a conversation between two people like you and i are sitting down at the bar on our shift drink and i'm like let's just talk about tonight here's what i think here's what i don't think and it it really is meant to be in this conversational format here you go digestible small Bursts of content. Maybe it lands now. Maybe it lands later. Pass it around. Buy a new copy. You yeah, know. yeah. It's a good place Let to go. To, yeah, just to kind of get your your standards of operation. If you're looking for inspiration, if you're a new for restaurant, sure. and you're trying to figure out what standard. Right? This sure. is a great place to start. So let's just dive into it. So again, we're going to cover 15 of the 50 tips in this book. Um, and the first one we have is be the best you that you can be dive into that. So the quick, the short answer is I wanted to introduce the book with the idea that first thing you were doing is, are you taking care of yourself? And we kind of touched on this previously in the previous episode that be the best you that you can be, show up the best version, show up. Did you sleep? Are you dressed? Are you ready to go? Are you putting yourself in a position that you can then be of service to everybody else and be the shining beacon, the example? Remember, as a leader, you are the example. But it's so easy to fall off kilt, right? Did I not sleep enough? Did I stay out drinking a little too much? Am I a little under the weather? What's going on with this? So everything that you can do to be the best version of yourself, put your oxygen mask on first then help others. Yes. Be the yes. best you. I love this. And this is like, this kind of echoes a lot of what you put in this book are, are things that I like to say, but that you put them differently. And the way I communicate this is behind a great restaurant is a great person. And that's my way of saying, that's awesome. Put your energy into yourself. If you I want a great it. restaurant, don't focus on your restaurant, focus on you and your restaurant will be an extension. Exactly. And, and you will be an inspiration to your team. Yes. I love it. Um, great stuff there. Number two, number two, dress every day. Like it's your first day of work. Why so this is that so important? Is, this is something that somebody, a great manager told me um, when I let it fall. And I was younger in my career and I was actually a server. But there was stains on my coat. I was working at a place and I had a couple stains on my coat. And he's like, let me ask you a question. That's probably, how long have you been working here? And I'm like, two and a half years. And he's was like, it like a jacket coat? Or yeah. Like a, okay. it, was, it, was a, it was a waiter a jacket. Okay. It was a waiter's jacket. Okay. And he was looking at it and he was just like, so what if I showed up and I, you know, and had those stains? I'm like, I'd notice. And he said, but what he had pointed out was, it's because I'm comfortable. I'm too comfortable there. I think I got it. Everything's fine. And he was like, I think you should show up every day like it's your first day of work. Because would you have, would you have shown up with your nails not done? Would you have shown up with your shoes dirty? No, not at all. And he's like, so earn it, man. Like yeah. put a little pride to it. And he saw that I wanted to grow in the business and, and be an inspiration and example as well. So if you show up every day like it's your first day of work, you're shining and setting the example of I'm showing up and I care yeah, and I'm working for it. And it's really, really important because it's infectious. Yeah. It's contagious. Yes. So clean. In, in the, the cult, like perceptions reality. Yeah. Right. And that's what I love to say. When what you see is what you get Yeah, and what you, what you do, what the motions you go through speak 
louder than any thing that you could possibly say. So if you want to earn someone's respect and attention, do it with your actions and how you show up is a big way to communicate yeah, how you feel. Just care, right? Just do it. Show up like it's your first day of work. And and just think about that when you're when you're about to take the lazy decision and maybe not take a moment to iron your shirt, maybe not take a moment to at least throw it in the dryer real quick with a wet, you know, washcloth so you can de-wrinkle it. Throw it in and do it. Take mm. that little extra step. Show up like it's your first day at work. I love it. Number three, work like you own the place, but never forget that you don't. Talk to me about what you like out of that one. Um, So this is one that I picked. And one of the reasons why I wanted to pick this one is because I'm always saying, treat it like you own it. And like there's something like I believe that if you show up and you treat it like you own it, someday you will. But I love that you added that little extra tidbit of... Don't forget you don't. Right. And I think it's important to, to kind of caveat off of that. And so we need to respect the fact that somebody's name is on the dotted line. Somebody literally mortgaged their house or is responsible for, has the deed to the bank. Yeah. And we need to res- we need to be responsible that to the owners. And we, did, we can think that we're all replaceable, but in the end, it's... I give a lot of respect to people who raise capital and put their name on the dotted line and own the restaurant. So we work like we own the place, but we never forget that we don't. Yeah. And I think it's important that we understand that. Like you, we want to treat it like you own it, but you also need to know where the line is. And if there's a certain vision that the owner is trying to get or a certain culture that the, the owner yeah, is trying yeah. to establish, you need to respect that. There's a line like you can treat it like you own it um, by like the integrity that you, you have showing up to every, to every day to work and how you go through the motions. But I think it's, res- it's important to also respect that line. And by respecting that line, you might even increase your odds of f- becoming a future partner, you for know, sh- by, uh, by showing right. that respect for sure. And, and also having a little bit of empathy and compassion for the fact that, the stress is there and the owners need to be responsible to not pass that stress on to their team. But sometimes it's difficult. It's very stressful. And so we want to make sure that we also as managers, servers, whatnot, cooks, that we also respect the stress of owning a restaurant. Yes. Um, so the next one I have number five that yeah no no the things okay yeah we actually we skipped one by accident we'll go number four sorry know the five things that the owner checks uh, when they walk in this right. is interesting why is this one so important because you know people really gravitated onto this one because um, they it's really that simple I, I wanted to give you you guys and girls and just they and everybody I wanted to give you the insight of when an owner walks in what they're looking for so you can be prepared for it and it's funny like. A lot of, real quick, a lot of these owners for restaurant, they're visionaries, they're designers, they have a concept, they've put something together. Usually a lot of that comes with a little bit of a, a obsessive compulsiveness. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say all of you out there, but I've worked with a lot of you, and it comes with it. And Routine, habit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also like that spot on the wall, that little things like that. You want to be prepared. So what? Are, so we got vibe, right? Vibe is so important. Yeah. What's the vibe and where are the sales? Yeah. You want me to list all five of the things that you, you we, put? Well, let's go. We got vibe. Yep. Vibe, gross sales so far, uh, the level of music, the lighting, the temperature. So we can dive into those a little bit deeper. If you yeah. Know. So you got the vibe, yep. which is just fill the vibe, right? Fill the room, get the, the culture, vibe. The Kool-Aid. Well, the vibe is the music. The people in the room, the colors, what's going on. I mean, some operators build the most, some, sorry, founders and owners build some of the incredible vibe. But to me, vibe, vibe is the culture, but a lot of that is an extension of the design, 
the actual design of the place, but the soundscape, everything. But sometimes you only get vibe when you get people in the room. So a lot of places will make deals, promote promos and different things like that because vibe begets vibe. I do think that. Yeah. So you've got what's the gross sales because when, when they walk in the door, they're going to turn to you and say, what do we got? And you want to be able to say, we're at 3K today. We're at 11K today. We're at 22K today. You want to turn to them and say that, or I checked 30 minutes ago and, we're at, and we were at 15K. You want to be able to say that. Always, 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 they're going to look at the lighting and they're going to feel the temperature. You're going to always see them walk in and go, oh, and where's the music level? So where's the music level, the lighting, and the temperature will always, and that includes vibe, the music level, that will always drive an owner crazy. That's going to be the first thing they noticed. Yeah. And then I talk about sometimes there's a little spot on the window in the corner. They saw it. So learn to pay attention to the things that drive your owners crazy and get ahead of it because they're right because they see it and there are so many guests out there that see it. This is the, the fast track way of like climbing the ladder of, to managing it, right? Being proactive, right? This is the difference between being reactive and proactive. Like know what's expected. Anticipate the needs of your, your yeah. hires and if they show up and you know exactly what they're going to want, exactly what they need and you have it lined up for them, yep. they're going to acknowledge that. They're uh, going to notice that stuff. I love it when I go in and, and, and they know it. And also one final point, by paying attention to some of this stuff, you're becoming stronger and you know that the guests are paying attention to it. Mm. So you're becoming a better operator. And again, play to, play to the dynamic, de, neurotic denominator, whatever it is. There are guests out there that see all of this as well. Mm-hmm. Make it work for them. Yes. Number five, know the difference between a wow and a holy shit customer. Dive into it. So 30 second, but you got to read a table. But what I talk about is it's really kind of crazy is that sometimes I've worked like You've got these ladies, 75 plus in wool blazers with their skin pulled back, and you they walk in and you think it's proper, and I talk about whether or not, and you don't swear, but you'd say, wow, the, the fish is holy shit good tonight. Like, they're ready to <laughs> rock and roll with you. They're ready to have fun. They're ready yeah. to, to party with you. I, I don't swear. But then you've got people coming out of Silver Lake or Brooklyn or whatnot. you got these hipsters that can't get it. And you literally can't push the line. And I think it's about really understanding people come out for an experience and they want to be entertained as much as enjoyed. You got to know. Sometimes you got to be silent. Don't talk to them, anything like that. But if you're if you're feeling the vibe with the table, you got to know to push it or not. And just don't go by just appearance. Really read the table. Listen to them. But I loved getting the table going. I mean, I love getting going, and I would learn. Like I'm like, this is the coolest table in the world. They look so cool. I couldn't. They didn't get anything. Yeah, that, not one joke landed. So just I guess attunement, right, is the word that comes to my mind. That's awesome to your 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 table. Um, I love it. Yeah, meeting them where they're at, knowing your audience. Is yeah, kind of the other word that comes to mind when I and adjusting it. for it. Adjusting. I love it, and I think this is a good spot to take our first break to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Let's get real. Grease is a fact of life in any commercial kitchen. But with the grease-fighting power of Dom Professional Manual Pot and Pan from P&G Professional, you'll clean more dishes in every sink compared to leading private label. Dom Professional has the power you need to fight tough grease and get those squeaky clean dishes you're looking for. With long-lasting suds that clean up to 58% more dishes per sink and reduce sink changeovers by 35%, saving you up to 6,000 gallons of hot water per year versus private label, it's 
no wonder Dom Professional is the number one dish detergent in the U.S. P&G Professional's complete restaurant cleaning program includes products, equipment, and 24-7 service to deliver a noticeable clean that will keep your patrons coming back time and time again. To learn more, go to www.pgpro.com and experience the grease-fighting power of Dawn Professional dishwashing liquid. You can find Dawn Professional at Sam's Club or by visiting samsclub.com slash Professional. Now go get it. We're back with number six. Embrace the law of averages. What do you got? We in life, hopefully some of these things transfer over as well into life. And you just, you need to embrace the law of averages. The example I used was talking about with your servers. If you're a full service restaurant, you know, every one of them will, this, this, they gave me 10%, 4% tip, three something like that. They're not going to tell you when they gave you 25 or 30%. But if you notice, go into the records. If you have a good staff, it's averaging probably around 18% to 19%. That's good. And you want to show them the numbers a little bit and let them know that it's the law of averages. And look at this in so many different ways throughout the business, throughout your life. Don't don't be so attached to this moment of like, it's right, it's wrong, they cheated me, this was great. There's a law of averages. It starts to balance out. Look at your patterns. If the law of averages aren't working, you know, take a take a good view of what your patterns are and see what you need to change or not change. So, translates to larger, translates to micro, macro, but with your servers, it's a law of average with tips. And yeah. They need to know it. When I when I hear this law of averages, I feel like it's just a really great recovery mechanism because we can let a bad experience kind of like throw us off kilter. Oh, right, right, right. You know, like we get like that crappy tip or something bad happens and or we just like or it's just a slow night in general. Like the the weather's bad, you know. Um just remember like you gotta remember those really popping nights too, you know, and like it's a good, good way to kind of like work yourself off the edge of the cliff and to not let your your emotions and your mood be influenced by whatever given circumstance is happening, you know? So much. And you just gotta look at the patterns. That's why you look at it. P and L is monthly, but you wanna look at weekly inventory, but not well, we can get into that stuff with daily and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Numbers you want to keep you acute to, you know, really pay attention to. But in the long run, you really want to look at the law of averages to everything. I love it. Uh number seven in the name of the the book, the title of the book, please don't sleep with the host. Why did you choose this for the title first? Well so the the book to me is kind of like a concept album. Yeah. Right? So there's fifty songs into here. And I just like that title first. And it's to be catchy, honest, man. be honest, this was the title four years ago, five years ago when I started to write it. Then with Me Too, I pulled back and I didn't put the book on the shelf and I was planning on it because I didn't want to be riding a wave with it. And I held on to it and I changed a couple chapters here and there as I learned some new things. But I was trying to come up with a new title so it wouldn't draw attention to it. And then I'm like, no. That's it. So it was actually Please Don't Sleep with the Hostess. I made it... Uh, non-gender. Non-gender, which fit. And, I, and I'm and i actually happy that I had the opportunity because I, I think that works wholeheartedly. And so that's the story behind that. But look, we've all got stories into it. This is really talking about management and ownership. Some of my best leaders... Uh, this isn't about um, abuse, right? This isn't assault, this is consensual. We all know what happens, right? And 
And But there is a little bit of a power play, and some of my greatest mentors did it. I'm just saying the culture could have been a little bit better if they didn't. And in today's day and age, you really don't want to mess with this at all, so it does make sense. And it's really about just... It's hard for when a leader sleeps with the staff for the staff to take the other staff to take the leader seriously and to not know that there's a power control. And I've been in these scenarios where I've wanted to fire people and I couldn't because the GM was sleeping with the bartender who just stole out of the bank. (laughs) And so, look, the book, it's a serious issue, but the book has a bit of tongue in cheek to it because that's our industry. We're all a little messed up. We're deviants. There's gray area. It's not so black and white. Sure, with assault, it absolutely is, but relationships, and sometimes you go drinking with your team and you shouldn't, and all. It's gray, it's hard, it's dirty, it's messy sometimes. I get it. These are tools to help us kind of navigate the gray area. And this is one of those things. If you can actually stop yourself from going forward with it, we highly recommend it. We know there's been incredible marriages from people who have gotten together in the restaurant industry. It's an enclosed environment. You're shoulder to shoulder every day. You're shoulder to shoulder every day. You're in the weeds. (laughs) We get it. I get it. So this socializing after work, you know, like there's no hickory stick. There's nothing like that going on here. There's just, you know, I make a suggestion, strong suggestion. If you're management, slight suggestion, if you're, if you're staff, because it usually ends up being awkward between two teammates anyways. I think generally speaking, it's like, it's, it's, if you're in management position, general manager, assistant manager, whatever, I, I think the, the higher up the ladder you go, the more inappropriate it becomes. Um, that fraternization in general, like socializing outside of work, unless it's a work oriented event, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is typically not the best thing. You one of the, the tips you have, and another yeah. tip, a bonus tip is don't was it drink, go home, go home instead of yeah. drinking with your staff. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's it. But I get it, like, right? Sometimes you were friends before, sometimes, sometimes, and a lot of you will understand this next point. Sometimes there's the rock star on the team that you need them to be the culture keeper and the culture creator for you and so you have a drink with them after work and then you hope that they'll give you insight and intel on what's going on so you can better manage the pirate ship yeah uh that's that's that, that, that's a different situation like the the context is different there the context you're, is different. Drink, you're still drinking with them but the context is professional the context is professional and you do want to you want to get your information so we're a little off subject Look, to everybody, to get it. You, you need to get information. Now, a lot of it's the same stuff over and over again. You don't need to get too much drama. And you also have to be really careful who you get the information from um, because what's their intention? Don't underestimate the, the intention behind somebody. It can get a little devious. But try to keep the lines drawn, especially in this contentious day, especially the, the odds are stacked against you as leadership don't do it. Yeah. Keep it professional. And that's also easier for you. It's like I talk about, like, you know, it's hard to draw the line at work and, and, be, and hold people accountable if you f- fall off your guard and you drop your guard and everything after work. I thought you were going to drop another F there. I, I, I thought I was going to be maybe F the host, but never yeah. mind. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, like, I think it's important. Like, what, like when, when I first read that, I was like, please don't sleep with the host. I kind of get weird around this whole idea of being intimate with our, our coworkers because I'm an I for one am in this uh, I I'm lobbying to support a more soulful workplace and I think that the way that we do that is becoming is by leaning into what makes us uniquely human you know like desires passions and intimacy or like whatever but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to to date the people you work with 
I think it's important to recognize what could happen if the feelings, if you don't, if you're not really sure about those feelings, you know, if you just, if, if it's, if it's less than not love, you know, don't, don't screw the help or don't right. screw your coworker. Right. Right, but right, like, right. If you want, if you have a romantic relationship with them and like a, a mutual respect and you're willing to risk your professional circumstance to pursue that relationship. And it's, and it's, 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 it's a done tastefully. Like I, I encourage people to, to be in a, an emotionally secure place. And that means being closer to someone they work with. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think I, I get what you're doing in this book where you're saying, if you're a leader, yeah. it's an issue, but if it's a coworker, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but some people do. It, it's, it's going to happen if it's going to happen. Yeah. So what you can't do is you can put a you should you know, a lot of people have policies that leadership can't sleep, you know, or date below. Um, but you can't put a policy that coworkers can't. Yeah. Date. I mean, some of you tried in this a lot and of that. attraction, man. It, it is. Now, here's something. If you think it's on but you're not getting the response, shut that down quickly. Don't don't make anybody feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, you might think it's on, try once. Okay, ask them out if you're feeling the connection, but don't push for the second time. Like, it's not, don't make anybody feel uncomfortable. This is work. Yeah. They're coming in to make their money. But I agree with you. And that's part of what's great about the restaurant industry. I went to a wedding a few weeks ago. Everybody who was in the wedding all met at the same place, especially the two people who got married. Yeah. And so... There's a really cool bond that comes from it. It's part of what I love in the business. And we're at a point where we're trying to navigate, especially with anti-harassment, especially with um, the concerns and Me Too. We, we're careful. We're, we're jumping the shark a little bit too far in one direction, but we were too far in the other. We've got to find what the balance is. But I think a lot of it is having these types of conversations. Yeah. Not avoiding them. No, no, not, no. Not making them, uh, uh, what's the word, too, too faux pas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sweep it under the rug. Yeah. It's not faux pas. Let's talk about it. it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and admit and admit your feelings behind something, yeah. and speak up about something, and be honest about it. But I think, yeah, exactly. And I think I think where I get worried is when we start to create these policies, and people are going to do it regardless. You're right, so you're, exactly. It, and if you create a culture where it's open, and you want people to to be open and honest about their relationships, and like whatever, oh, cool, like Johnny and Stacy, or Jared, Jared and Brad are together. Everyone's happy. Like, don't avoid. That because it's going to happen, and, and it's when it gets when it's a secret that I think it becomes an issue. Is that when it comes out and it, it causes trouble like later on that it's an issue. But if, if if it's out and open, then we can address it. You know what I'm saying? And then we can talk about it. If like if something happens, you could be a, you can be more than just a boss. You can be a mentor, like you know, like a, a friend in a sense. Like I don't know, maybe I'm crossing the lines right now, but I tend to lean more in that direction. You know, and I get it. I, yeah. As does our industry. Yeah. As our industry, and so you just kind of have the conversation. You can also do things like. I don't, this is not the place for this right now, but, but do you promote shift drinks? And that's where the, the bonding happens. Does it go too far? That's kind of scratching a scab a little bit further. But what I'm saying is it's a little messy, mm. right? If you're the GM, don't sleep with the host. I feel, I think we can move on. We, we made our point. We're beating it to death. <laughs> um, so number eight, embrace your staff's ambitions, support them. So 32nd one, um, as as their boss, encourage have passion in what their dreams are, and they'll have passion in yours. It's that simple. Like I remember, I asked a GM once who who was working in a, in a company. Said, "Go to your go to uh, Tamara's, go to her, her show, her comedy show Friday night. Go support her. It's going to be great." And she loved it. Yeah. So when they come into work, ask them how they're doing. Did they nail that audition? We're in L.A. 
it's okay. Don't expect them to not have a life. Support their life. Take a genuine interest in it. Take genuine interest yeah. in your team. The best way to build the culture with that is to just take genuine interest. Don't cross the line, but have these conversations. Make sure, like, get them expired and care. Hopefully, you really do want to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think this is important. The one, the one I don't I can't remember if I chose this one or you chose this one or if we, if we both chose it uh, to bring to the conversation today. Um, Wait, number eight, right? Yeah. Uh, embrace the SAS ambitions. I think that it's important. Sometimes we think that like we are so passionate about our restaurants, right? That's It's our life. Right. And we sometimes forget that nobody gives as right, many right. fucks as we give right, about right, our right, restaurant. Right. And that if you want people to give more fucks about your restaurant, you right. need to give more fucks about them. Right. And like nobody will ever have the same passion that you have for your exactly. restaurant. So accept it. You know, like if, if, if you're confused why they're not matching your ambition level and your, your, your passion, it's because it's your baby. Right. They'll never match it. So accept that now and work towards making their lives better so they can make your lives better. It's it's energy begets energy. Yes. Um, number nine, provide your new hires with proper training and materials. We dove, we dove into this during our original chat. Well, episode being that my whole life now is, you know, building training for, for organizations and for independent organizations. I just, it's so important to me that when they show up, they've got the expectations. You've got to set what your expectations are, what your style of service is, what does it mean to be doing a good job and to really train them. It's all the difference in turnover, liability, safety, uh, everything. It affects the bottom line. It affects culture. Incredible stats out there of, you know, if, if the staff gets trained within the first 90 days or not, set them up, put a training program together, reach out to us if you don't have one, and it's literally everything. And right, the old saying, what if I train them and they leave? What if you don't and they stay? Yeah. And it's just like... Put it together. Yeah, we marked another one. I'm just going to say it real quick. Um, make checklists for accountability. I feel like we dove real deep into real deep in that one with the first episode. So I'm going to skip that one. So number ten, lower the bar. So why'd you like this one? Actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to put a pause here because I just realized I'm supposed to take a break before going to the next ten uh, to thank our sponsors one more time. So All I'm right, use that and then we'll get into why I yes. chose lower the bar. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships directly through their websites. And that last bit there, relationships, is especially important right now as we're being forced to be away from our guests. There's not much a restaurant can own during these difficult times, but they can own their online presence, and Bento Box can help. Restaurants are currently having to make significant changes to their operations, and Bento Box is setting up gift card processing in online ordering stores in as little as four days to support restaurants during this challenging time. Look, you have a lot to manage right now, and with Bento Box, you get full service support, integration, and analytics anytime you need it. One less thing to worry about. With Bento Box, you can drive revenue and keep your guests up to date. Restaurant Unstoppable listeners get 50% off setup fees at getbento.com slash unstoppable. If you're sick of paying multiple vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors, and banks. With Restaurant 365, you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions 
decisions, no more guessing. Other features include detailed daily and labor data from your POS system, accounts payable automation, automated bank reconciliation, incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs, and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, and headaches. Take action today and find out how Restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on Prime costs. That's awesome. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system, a value of 5K. All right, we're back. We're going to dive into number 10. Number 10 is lower the bar. So what I liked about that is you always hear people saying like, you know, you got to raise the bar. You got to raise the bar. But you say you got to lower the bar and it's kind of contrary to what we're used to. So why do you say lower the bar? So the idea, um, do you want to talk yeah, to me? You, you know, better you tell me, you tell me. Okay, so the, the reason why I like this is because of what happens when you, when the bar is too high and you, you create unrealistic goals, your people get discouraged when they don't meet those goals. But if you say um, a goal you have is to get to a number eight or a number nine, right? It's going to be really hard to get that goal and you know you can get there. But if you make the original goal a number six or a number seven, you know the likelihood of your people getting there is going to be much better so they can get the cookie faster. They can, they can feel like it's Maslow's hierarchy, like number four or five or something like it's, it's up there with personal growth. We need to feel like we're growing. So if you make growth easier or you can get that initial cookie, right. Then it will encourage you to show up to do even better, but it's like incremental growth. Like don't set the ultimate goal right away. Find out like find a sweet medium to make it obtainable. And I think your people will be more likely to show up. It's kind of how I interpreted that. No, it's great. That's it. Success begets success. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on to number 11. Respect your chef and their kitchen. Why did you want to talk about that one? Um, Look, everything in the kitchen is 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 sharp and hot. Yeah. Um, You know, here's what I'm going to say is, uh, egos aside, right? And, And to kind of the listeners and everybody is, I've had the fortune and pleasure. Look, I've been the lowest man on the totem pole. I've recently have a company was overseeing over a thousand plus employees and seven tiers of levels below, you know, who were reporting up. I would say that I worked for because you work for the person reporting you. But one thing that was always so important to me, no matter what level or what position is, when you walk into that kitchen, you are in their space and you need to respect the fact that everything is sharp and hot, that the that the line is working on something that's quite important to them in the moment and you don't want to distract them because then it becomes the chain link. And the example that I'm saying, and again, it feels a little bit, you know, grandizing, but I would go in as the chief operating officer, let's say, and I would stand by the expo and just wait until they would turn to me and say, yes, Jason. And then I would say, you know, if it's the chef, chef, if it's the expo, I would say to them, um, if I was helping out, right, can I get a side of salsa? Can I get a side of ketchup? And I didn't, a lot of owners start, because they own the place, the, or managers or different people, they'll walk into the kitchen, start barking what they need before they even hit the line. And it drives me crazy, and it drives them crazy, and it does no good. You need to let, it. it is a very difficult place, and you need to, to run a kitchen, and the expo is the hardest, I mean, I can't do it, I've done it, it's it's one of the hardest positions, I think. I could, I know, I've never tried, but I've never tried, oh because I know, I know my strengths, and being able to manage that many things in your head, oh organize that many things in your head is difficult. And so, now look, if they wait too long to to 
acknowledge me, all right, then I'll, then the ego jumps in and I, I become a little bit of an asshole. But in most cases, right, I walk in and I stop and I wait and then they acknowledge, then I speak. I work for them. You respect that moment. You respect the chef. You respect the expo. And the example I think that you like is yes. imagine them coming out to the server, right? You're a server. And, and you're talking to the table and you're in the moment and they're coming out and they're like tapping you on the shoulder and you're like, wait, 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 I'm just, I'm talking to them. I know, no, wait, wait. Let's make it even worse. It's a 10 top. It's a 10 top <laughs> yeah. and you're, and you're talking to them and you're getting the order and they're tapping you on the shoulder. They're cooking. He's like, what? And you're like, uh, your order's ready. Come pick it up. Well, I'm in the middle of doing something. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a great way to flip it. Yeah. Except now add danger and heat and everything else to it. Right. And if they mess up. It's going to affect you and it's going to have oh. a tra- it's going to chain effect everything in the restaurant compound to make the whole night just it's a really easy way to the whole restaurant gets into the weeds. So it's a, it's a it's something that's huge in any organization that I'm a part of that they understand who who's got the reins at a particular point in the restaurant. All right, number 12, take care of your feet. People really love this and I, I thought it was very simple. It was just a little lesson that would show people, you know, Change your socks mid-shift if you're working a double or a long shift. I've never done this, I have to admit, but maybe I should... I'm telling you, and I figured it out. No one taught me, but you know, you change your socks mid-shift. Sit there for a second if you can. Let them breathe. If you want to wash them real quick, you can, whatever. I'd put on a new pair of socks, and I would go in, and I'm telling you, it's like starting a new day. So literally, again, these lessons, I would show up with extra pairs of socks for my managers at the beginning, change your socks, take care of your feet, wear good shoes, have insoles, Yeah, make sure you're taking care because it it affects everything up, your spine, how tired you are, which it affects your attitude, and then how you feel, and then if you bark at somebody, and you let yourself go, and, and then that... Harassment and it all yeah. affects. You know what? Take your feet. You have a really interesting practice with your shoe approach. Like you're you you go one size. Oh one yeah. Size so too big so when Chucks were kind of big for a little while, and I was wearing those um, Converse, I said they are. I'd go a half size big and put. I always have all my shoes a half size big and a little bit of a um, insole. Yeah. Or... Here you go. Right in here. Got my little <laughs> Smiths, and I got my. Uh, from my other Lacoste shoe on top of it. There you go. And, and it's so like I, walking on clouds. It's say. like, yeah, it's yeah. like walking on clouds or on like sunshine. But you I mean your feet are your money. You know, you got to take care of your feet. They are what gets you this. And I sh- it's, it's probably important to preface. You probably should have prefaced this in the beginning. This book was uh, written for a friend of house. Yeah. So this is geared towards front. Of yeah. House. This is more, more, I'm more FOH. I've had the pleasure of being part of BOH. And if you're a chief operating officer, you're responsible for everybody. So, everyone but this is this is for the front of house this is for the front of house managers but i mean it goes to front of house and back of house let's be honest like chefs are on their field they might be not oh yeah they the, might not be doing as many miles as we are but they're standing you know oh uh, yeah back oh, this, and forth yeah you know this this rule yeah but the, the book in general chefs buy it for your for your front of house managers for yeah. sure awesome so that was number 12 number 13 for every one you kill another will rise in their place. What do you mean by that? This is a, this was something that I'd learned a long time ago when I was abandoned college. I was in abandoned college and we were ready to kill the drummer and the, and the lead singer, um, who, who's an incredible author today. And he, and he was just like, you know, we're going to get rid of him and then we're going to, we're going to hate the lead singer. And his point that he taught me was this, and this is what I'm getting to in every environment, in every group, think about your buddies on the playground growing up. There's always someone you kind of pick on a little bit. And you want to make sure it doesn't go too far, but the same thing is in the environment. And so, you know, if you've got Natalie who isn't doing her side work and everyone gets a little bit upset, you want to talk to Natalie. You always want to show your crew that you're 
handling the situation, but it's kind of good that you know what they're complaining about. And who they, because once you get rid of Natalie, they're going to complain about somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. What do you got on that? I mean, I'm just thinking, like, is this like a human nature thing? It's That's exactly what, it. So like, you're with your psychology background, which we got right, into right, a little right. bit in the first episode. Right. Um, where is this coming from? Like, what's like, like, is this, is this bred into us? Is this like part of our DNA? Like, if so, like, what's the name for it? We, uh, human nature. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that look. We watch shows that have drama. Humans are attached to drama a little bit. I guess that's a great way to look at it. We like drama on TV. There's always needs to be a little bit. In our songs, things like that, there's tension. We need a little bit of tension in a moment, and when it doesn't exist, we will create it. Go looking for it. So sometimes I'll drop little seeds of tension. Eh, Maybe the internet didn't work. Maybe something like that. And I give everybody a little something to be frustrated about and over and distracted. Now, again, you can't be the absent-minded leader. You can't not fix things. You can't let problems fest. You've got to pay attention to really what's going on and be attuned to the moment, talking about that. But you can try to make the environment perfect and everybody happy, and it's just not going to work. They're going to get dark. We all have bad moods some days. Think of the seasons. Winter is an inevitable part of it. We go through our winters. We go through them in our relationships. We go through them at work. It's, sometimes it's, it's much faster than the seasons. For everyone you kill, another will rise in their place. So if someone is complaining about this a little bit and you know it's controllable, you can control it. Sometimes usually, it's okay to let it burn. Yeah, they're usually complaining about another person too, right? Yeah. Which is nine times out of ten. It's going to be somebody not carrying their weight or somebody just slacking or – is that an accurate statement? A hundred percent. And that's what they're going to slack. And again, you want to not just let it fester and you don't want to allow bad habits to slide and you definitely don't want people to think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So it's all about walking that line. But you try to make it perfect and make everybody love each other, especially if you've got – you're starting to get like – more than five people, 10 people, 95% of the time, that's just not going to be the case. Yeah. And I feel like I have a question for you, but I feel like it's a good segue into our next uh, tip, which is people fire themselves. So the question I have for you is what happens when you have somebody who is a consistent re- source of complaints where everyone keeps on focusing on this one person? Maybe you're not quite sure if they're really an issue. They might be all right, but they have some things to work on. Um, Kind of take it from there if you if you can able if you're so, able to connect those two things. Sure, absolutely. Either way, if you feel like this is going to be a moment that you might have to let somebody go, two things. One is if you think that you can actually improve them, they can improve. Or two, you think that they're not going to improve. Document the conversation and coach them. People talk about the ninety days and and no, you want to document. You want to make it very clear that somebody knows where they. are are if you let them go and where they can improve to give them an opportunity. So if they're complaining, you you can share it. Hey, Natalie, do me a favor. Do the side work. Got it. Natalie, come on. You, you got to do the side work. Check in the sheets. Okay, sure. And she forgets again. Hey, we're having a coaching conversation. Do you see that you're not doing this? I do. Right. So you always want to protect yourself and protect the company. It's re- one of the hardest things for this type of, and we talk about the environment, right? The, the soul, we're dating each other. Here you go. It's hard to hold others accountable. Sometimes it's really hard to have that difficult conversation that's, that you feel like you're nagging your buddy. No. Set it up. That's why you want to document. Set up training programs. Set up checklists. Everyone knows it's expected of them. And if they're not doing it, have a casual conversation. But if it's something for real, 
document the conversation because then you might have to get rid of them. And if you didn't let them know, then you're running into a real problem. Then what else? Are they retaliating? Do you not like them? Is this discrimination? Yeah. They don't. You don't give them any fire. The, the work no yeah. you gotta cover your ass man yeah so basically what i'm pulling from this is like if you've had that person um that's underperforming people are drawing attention to it maybe you might have to fire them first you identify where they're at and then you coach them to where they need to be yep and you document that you've identified where they're at they have acknowledged where they're at and they acknowledge that they need to, they know what they need to do to get to where they need to be and if they're still not making that progress and they're still dropping the ball and they're still not showing up the way that you need them to now you've documented it now you have something to point to you have a track record you have a, like a, a, tra- a bread trail or a crumb trail or Breadcrumb. So, breadcrumb trail. Right? Yeah. So if it, something comes up, it's not what I said versus what they said. There's process documented. You have something to to validate your decision. Absolutely. And if we're getting into this part of the conversation, make sure you have a witness sometimes. If, it, if you think it's going to be something sensitive, something not so obvious, it's always good to have a witness there. But then in the sense of people fire themselves, um, then they you give them enough rope and they hang themselves is what a chef had told me a long time ago. Yeah. So you've made it clear they did it. It's on them. But let's start at the first, let's take even a step back real quick. Did you give them the tools? Are there, are you upset that, so perfect example, Natalie doesn't do the, doesn't clean the silverware before she leaves. Great. Is there a side worksheet where she can mark that off? If there isn't, then you didn't set Natalie up for the yes. success and it starts with you. So we go backwards again to why are you, you know, there's a lot more drama than needs to be because we don't have processes and you can manage the the drama through the process in so many times. I've decreased so much drama in companies when I've come in simply by putting processes in place. But you can have all the processes in the world. There will still be a little bit of drama and then you document where that is if you need to because then that drama will will probably fire itself yeah. at one particular point, but you've covered your ass and you've protected the team. Awesome. Great. So this is the last one, number 15 of the day, uh, the 15th tip. 15 out of the 50. Yeah, for managing a functional and profitable restaurant. It is the noose just, or sorry, the noose fits just as easily around the hanger's neck. Hangman's you, neck. Yeah, the hangman's neck. So this book was designed, This the, the arc of this concept album was, right, show up, looking your best, dress every day like it's your first day of work. There's uh, 30 of them that we didn't go through um, that are available in the book. Um, But there's an arc to welcome, let's set you up for success, what's going on, what can we do? And then tailoring it towards now, you know, everyone kill, another will rise, this, fire themselves, now we're letting them go. And what I mean by this is the noose fits just as easily around the hangman's neck have respect when you let somebody go. First off, don't be a pompous asshole. Like, I've watched many people fire people and then within months were fired. Yeah. And you know what? I've been fired. I've let people go and then I was let go. And it just is, it's part of the nature of all of it. So when you do it, do it with empathy. Compassion. Compassion. Look, I strongly believe this is not a time to coach. Sure, they should know why they're going, right? They shouldn't be asking the question why. They should have known. Now, granted, you want to introduce because this, we're doing this. I think, but I think when you separate, separation conversations with people are very, very quick. You know, I, I it's very brief. This is what's going on. This is why we're letting go. Um, but, and it's not like, don't use words like we're disappointed in you. 
Like, you're not their mom. This is not the time to use the words disappointed. Yeah. This is also not the time to be on your high horse, right? Be respectful. They're losing their job, even if they've, they've earned that themselves. And it could be you the next day. Yeah. So have, above all, humility. Mm. Just have humility. It's so important. And hopefully throughout this process, even when I, I talk about being the COO, you know what? That's, hum- that's with pure gratitude and humility. So for everybody, carry it. Laugh at yourself when you mess up. Let's have a little bit of humility on, on, on <laughs> while we're riding up and, and on, on our way out. Beautiful. Well, thank you for diving into 15 of these 50 tips. Again, if you guys want all 50 tips in a more uh, descriptive uh, version of the tips we went over today, the actual written, if you want to read those, those yeah, tips yeah, that yeah. we uh, went over today, go get the book. Please don't sleep with the host in 49 other tips for managing a functional and profitable restaurant. Uh, it's a really fun book uh, just to have laying around the restaurant. Like, this is a way to codes of conduct really is kind of how I think about it. Right? Uh, it's a great way of looking at it, you yeah. know, and if I can say it's available on Amazon, yep, please. you just Google in on Amazon. Um, you'll find it and it's building, right? We've released it recently and we're just kind of like this book is what we talked about. I'd like it to be from the industry, build, leave a couple of reviews there, get it going, pass it off to people. Let's just have the conversation. Um, and that's what this book is. It's part, it's part one of a conversation. Yes. Again, uh, go get the book. And this is episode 704. Head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 704. I'll link to this book. Also, be sure um, to listen. If you haven't already stopped and gone back to 703, uh, listen to the first interview with Jason. That was, was a, awesome. It was a great chat. It was a good chat. And um, I wrap up every chat by having my guests call somebody out. I gave you a break last time because I knew I was going to have this opportunity to call somebody out. So who is somebody that you respect and admire and believe would make a great guest mentor like you made for us today. Now's the time to put them on the radar. You know, I was thinking about that, and because I know you've got the one coming up. Yeah, Aaron. Can I can I say that? Yeah, we already gave a teaser in the first episode. I, I know. Think. So yeah. we've got we've got Aaron coming up. Aaron Colby. Aaron Colby coming up. Um, I think Chef Mark Middleman. You're going to have a lot of fun talking to him. Nice. He's part of our anti harassment training. Nice. He's been in the weeds. He's owned restaurants. He's funny and i think we got to get chef mark on because you're just going to listen to him nice. you're going to love him he's a big part of our training at a uh, arrow up training he's authentic and real chef mark middleman chef middleman. mark look out i'm coming after you i'd love to get you on the show and uh, again let us know how we can connect with you if we um you consult you you do a lot of different things you have arrow up your business um right. if you want to connect to maybe do business with you what's the best way to connect so the if you're looking for a groundbreaking restaurant focused anti-harassment training because we need it and we built something so that it was more authentic engaging and real speaking the way we speak with each other so that's why I wanted to put it together that's at arrowuptraining.com um and you can reach out to me at jason at arrow certification and a little different name arrowcertification.com and uh, any handles are at JD Burko, B-E-R-K-O. And uh, still working on the social media we talked about in the last one. But I'd love to hear from you. 
Um, I'm a listener. For all of you listening, I'm, I'm just like you. you. Thank you for supporting the show. Right? We love this show. Yeah. It, and I got to tell you, it's awesome to be face-to-face with, uh, with Eric. And uh, <laughs> thank you for this privilege and this honor, man. It's it really pleasure. is. It's my pleasure. And thank you for the kind words. And uh, I, like I say to all my guests, man, there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. We are. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well done. <laughs> There we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Jason Berkowitz. Man, it was a great two conversations with you, man. Uh, And I just want to give a special (laughs) props to Jason because he was uh, powering through some... um, I think we almost recorded three hours of content today and back to back episodes. We recorded this in one day. We break for lunch and he was dealing with a, a little bit of a throat issue and he powered through it. You couldn't even tell. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you and uh, recognize Jason uh, for, you know, uh, you know, powering through that, giving us his best. And there's a lot of great takeaways from this episode and the last episode. Too much to summarize in the closing thoughts. Uh, but I will say this. I just recently uh, interviewed somebody. Um, Jillian uh, Whitlow in the uh, Corona Chronicles. And during that conversation, she talked about how we can um, use this time. Um, you know, we're, we're away from each other uh, and we need to remember that it's, it's super important that even though we're away from each other right now, we still need to focus on that culture. We still need to maintain the culture that was in our business while we're away during however long or for, for however long it takes us to get back to business as we know it. But go grab this book. I mean, this is a great book that you guys can uh, use to uh, kind of start conversation among your team. Uh, maybe you guys are on Slack communicating still. Uh, in that episode with Jillian, she recommends downloading the WhatsApp. Uh, she also recommends getting together over at the Seasoned app that uh, the season the folks over at Season supported the show a couple times. Um, it's important that we continue to communicate and that we continue to have communication. Uh, I think this is a great book that your team might really appreciate and you can have some really great conversation around it while you're separated uh, during these these weird times. So go check out that book. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes and start conversation with your team around this book. And uh, just again, special thanks to Jason for uh, powering through. His voice was, uh, you know, starting to strain him towards the end there. And I just wanted to tip my hat for him. Uh, just keeping keeping the energy going through the, the challenge and guys keep those five-star reviews on itunes and in stitcher radio coming i would love to hear from you and who i should be talking to during this uh epidemic the people that you think that uh, are doing it right handling it right put them on my radar and uh, everybody just stay positive um we'll get through this all right i'll talk to you in a couple hours peace